No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord pronounces judgment on Sidon and Egypt. Egypt would become desolate for 40 years, but God would bring Israel back into her own land. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 28 on Simply the Bible. In his book, Ezekiel pronounced judgment on seven Gentile nations. We have covered five of these. Today we look at the last two, Sidon and Egypt. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 20. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward Sidon and prophesy against her and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Sidon. I will be glorified in your midst. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I execute judgments in her and am hallowed in her. So now Ezekiel is commanded by the Lord to set his face Against Sidon, Sidon was another Phoenician's seaport about 20 miles north of Tyre. God pronounced judgment against them so that they would know that he is the Lord. Now, Ezekiel uses this particular phrase 60 times in his book. God is concerned about his reputation throughout the world. He uses his people and his judgments to demonstrate his holiness. Often it is true that his judgments get people's attention more quickly than his blessings. For I will send pestilence upon her and blood in her streets. The wounded shall be judged in her midst by the sword against her on every side. They shall know that I am the Lord. Now pestilence or plagues, the sword or war, and famine are the three forms of judgment God most used against nations. The purpose was that they would turn their hearts to the Lord and seek to know him. And that is always God's purpose in judgment. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that they would turn and live. And there shall no longer be a prickling briar or a painful thorn for the house of Israel from among all who are around them, who despise them. Then they shall know that I am the Lord God. Now, Sidon had been a thorn in the side of Israel. You see, Jezebel was the daughter of Ethbaal, who was the king of Sidon. And she introduced Baal worship to all of Israel, which became a painful sword in her side and caused her to stumble and ultimately to go into Assyrian captivity. But in judging Sidon, God would now remove the painful thorn from his people. Thus says the Lord God, when I have gathered the house of Israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered and am hallowed in them in the sight of the Gentiles, then they will dwell in their own land, which I gave to my servant Jacob, and they will dwell safely there, build houses and plant vineyards. Yes, they will dwell securely when I execute judgments on all those around them who despise them then they shall know that I am the Lord, their God. Now, God cared for his people, Israel, and those who despised him, he would judge. He would visit their iniquities upon them. And yet, God would gather his people of Israel back into the land. God judged both his people and other nations. But the difference was that many other nations were destroyed without remedy, 
But God would restore his own people into fellowship with himself, and he would restore them into their own land. He would do this to demonstrate his holiness among the nations. God is the God who keeps his promises to his covenant people for the sake of the patriarchs, but he also requires that they be holy as he is holy. Now, the Jewish captives in Babylon did return to Judah in 538 BC, but only 50,000 of these exiles came back. The complete fulfillment of this prophecy where God says that they will dwell securely in their land and build houses and plant vineyards, uh, all of that will not occur completely until the millennial reign of Christ. Now we come to chapter 29 and four chapters of Ezekiel are devoted to prophesying against Egypt more than any other Gentile nation. This is the seventh of the seven nations that Ezekiel prophesied against uh, outside of Israel. Now the reason Egypt gets so much attention is because Israel came out of slavery there and then continued to look to Egypt for support, which would always be a mistake. Chapter 29, in the 10th year, in the 10th month, on the 12th day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Ezekiel received this word from the Lord on January 5th, 587 BC. It was almost a year after King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon began his siege of Jerusalem. Now, this Pharaoh who was prophesied against was Hophra, who reigned from 589 to 570 BC. His promises of assistance to Judah prompted King Zedekiah to break his agreement to be a vassal nation of Babylon, which then resulted in the Babylonian siege and ultimate destruction of Jerusalem. Verse 3, speak and say, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against you, O Pharaoh, king of Egypt, O great monster who lies in the midst of his rivers, who has said, my river is my own. I have made it for myself, but I will put hooks in your jaws and cause the fish of your rivers to stick to your scales. I will bring you up out of the midst of your rivers and all the fish in your rivers will stick to your scales. God compared Pharaoh to a monster living in the Nile River. Consider like a sea monster. But the Hebrew word could also refer to any reptile and probably would be best understood as a crocodile, which was a common predator in the Nile. The problem here is that the king of Egypt, that is Hophra, said, my river is my own. Oh, really? So who was it who gave Egypt the Nile as its food and water source? Because he boasted in this way, really it was his own pride, God said, I will put hooks in your jaws and cause the fish of your rivers to stick to your scale. So God was going to pull him out of the Nile that he thought was his own, that he made himself, I guess, and the fish will stick to your scales. So that would, that would be probably the people of Egypt. God would pull them all out of their land and out of the region of the Nile. And I will leave you in the wilderness 
you and all the fish of your rivers. You shall fall on the open field. You shall not be picked up or gathered. I have given you as food to the beasts of the field and to the birds of the heavens. So, of course, like a crocodile in the Nile or the fish in the river, they relied upon the water to survive. But God would pull them out, bring them into the dry desert wilderness where they would dry out and die and become food for the beasts of the field and the birds of the heavens. Then all the inhabitants of Egypt shall know that I am the Lord because they have been a staff of reed to the house of Israel when they took hold of you with the hand. You broke and tore all their shoulders. When they leaned on you, you broke and made all their backs quiver. And this was the problem with Egypt. Every single time the people of Israel relied upon Egypt, it would prove to be a disappointment. And Egypt was like a splintered reed to them that pierced their hand every time they leaned on it. Now, God did not want them to lean upon Egypt, but it seems that the longer they had been away from their Egyptian captivity, the more they thought about the good things and forgot the bad things. And they continued to look to Egypt. And, and Pharaoh Hophra had encouraged Zedekiah to, to look to the Egyptians to help with the Babylonians. But when the Babylonians laid siege against Jerusalem, uh, they had done that for a while. And then Pharaoh came out to meet the Babylonians. So Nebuchadnezzar left his siege temporarily to go fight Pharaoh. But Pharaoh was promptly defeated and then abandoned his commitment to Jerusalem. And so this is why God said, don't put any trust in Egypt. They're only going to disappoint you, which they did. But now God was holding Egypt responsible for her failure to make good on her promise. And we see in this how much God places a value on us being good to our word. If we make a vow or a commitment, it is very important that we fulfill it. And if we don't, God is going to hold us guilty and hold us responsible for that. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, surely I will bring a sword upon you and cut off from you man and beast. And the land of Egypt shall become desolate and waste, and they shall know that I am the Lord, because he said, the river is mine and I have made it. Indeed, therefore, I am against you and against your rivers, and I will make the land of Egypt utterly waste and desolate from Migdal to Syena, as far as the border of Ethiopia. Neither foot of man shall pass through it, nor foot of beast pass through it, and it shall be uninhabited 40 years. I will make the land of Egypt desolate in the midst of the countries that are desolate and among the cities that are laid waste. Her cities shall be desolate 40 years and I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them throughout the country. So Nebuchadnezzar did attack Egypt in 568 to 567 BC, thus fulfilling this prophecy. Now, God said that he would cause the area from Migdal, which was in the Delta region of Egypt, to Syena, which was in the southern or upper Egypt. And that was the southern boundary between Egypt and Cush. Cush corresponding to modern-day uh, southern Egypt, Sudan, and northern Ethiopia. In essence, God was saying that the entire land of Egypt would become desolate and remain such 
for 40 years. He would scatter the Egyptians among the nations. And we assume this occurred following the Babylonian invasion, as was Nebuchadnezzar's normal procedure. Yet thus says the Lord God, at the end of 40 years, I will gather the Egyptians from the peoples among whom they were scattered. I will bring back the captives of Egypt and cause them to return to the land of Pathros, to the land of their origin, and there they shall be a lowly kingdom. It shall be the lowliest of kingdoms. It shall never again exalt itself above the nations, for I will diminish them so that they will not rule over the nations anymore. No longer shall it be the confidence of the house of Israel, but will remind them of their iniquity. When they turned to follow them, then they shall know that I am the Lord God. So after 40 years, God would bring back the Egyptians into their land, but Egypt would never be the world power that it had once been. Now, how would Ezekiel know this? Except that God showed it to him, because up to that point, Egypt was a formidable world power, but it never regained its former status. And the purpose would be that not only Egypt would know that he is the Lord, but also his own people would know that he is the Lord and would never again turn to Egypt or any other nation and trust in them rather than in the Lord. And that is a good warning for us all. Listen, if we know the Lord, he is our provider. He is our protector. And if ever we trust in the world rather than in the Lord, it will be a sin against God and to our own disappointment. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. It helps a lot. Tomorrow we will return to the book of Job. How much suffering can one person endure without sinning? That is the test God permitted for his servant Job. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.